It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm David Marsland and this is The Leader. Maybe it's because I'm a Londoner that I love London so. As Bud Flanagan sang, London is an easy city to love, whether you're a Londoner or not. There's great people, incredible history and tourism attractions that are the envy of the world. But when was the last time you saw the crown jewels at the Tower of London dropped in on the Sea Life Aquarium? took one of those guided bus tours around your home city. The culture secretary Oliver Dowden's written for the Evening Standard urging people to support the capital's attractions after the painful hibernation of the pandemic. And there's a use-it-or-lose-it warning too. Despite the lifting of almost all restrictions, central London remains quiet, with footfall during the week still only around half of pre-pandemic levels. Our business consumer editor, Jonathan Prince, written quite a few column inches about the state of London's tourism industry in the recent months, and he's with me now. Jonathan, this bank holiday, Londoners are being urged to check out what's happening at home on a purely economic level. How important is that? Well, I think the point Oliver Dowden is making in his piece in the Evening Standard is that these attractions that have been shut for, in many cases, 18 months or, or the best part thereof, are now all open again and, you know, they need our support because they've lost 18 months of, of income uh, if the, or, or, you know, at the very least, even if they're free attractions, income from, from the shops and cafes and restaurants and so on. So, you know, they've really struggled. And, you know, Londoners, I think the point he's making is that Londoners need to go out and, and use these attractions and, and visit them and get revenue flowing again because we're about to enter the sort of you know the colder darker months of the year and i think it's a it's a rallying cry to londoners and and other visitors to the capital to get out there and and visit these these amazing attractions that london has to offer there have though jonathan been efforts already over the last few weeks to get people back into london city center and visiting those big attractions you know they've got things like visit london's let's do london campaign my weekend well Pop down to London and saw a ferocious bear mummy got just for me. I can't wait to show. Was amazing. And other organisations have been doing campaigns too. But is there any evidence those things are working? Have people been coming back to London? 
Yeah, it's a good question. It's it's a it's a very mixed picture. Some have done incredibly well and are sold out, particularly outdoors ones. Um, the London Zoo is one that gets mentioned a lot as as having been sold out on many days, albeit at slightly reduced capacity for social distancing reasons. Some of what you might call the sort of first division attractions, which are really dependent on foreign visitors, Tower of London for example, St. Paul's, Westminster Abbey, they've really, really struggled and their numbers are still very, very low. Uh, And of course, it's the foreign visitors that are the missing piece at the moment. They make up as much as 50% of of the visitors or more in in some cases. Um, And and their numbers are still absolutely rock bottom. So I think what Oliver Dowden is saying is that Londoners and, and staycationers are needed to kind of make up the shortfall uh, and, and try and, uh, you know, help help these places survive. Yeah, can London on mass kind of mitigate those those foreign losses? I mean, I guess it's, it's when was the last time a Londoner went to Madame Tussauds, for example, or even something like the, the the France Nightingale Museum, which is a museum I love. But when was the last time you went to one of these places? Well, I think I think that's a really really good question. In fact, I think this is an opportunity this summer for Londoners almost to have a mini break in in their own city and perhaps visit attractions that in the past they might have poo-pooed and said oh well that's just for the tourists uh for example i've lived in london for um you know 25 years i've never stepped foot inside westminster abbey that's something i plan to do this summer because it's going to be very quiet and you can enjoy it without the hordes um that that you know you'd normally be competing with so I think I think that's you know part of the message that London is you know y- you can do the tourist sites now if you want to with ease uh, and and space and and a re- you know a level of calm that perhaps you'll never get the opportunity to do again. So we're talking about these big attractions and you may well be heading off to Westminster Abbey, but of course London is world famous for its theatre. Is that included? as a tourist attraction for people in the city to head out and go and see again, or maybe for the first time? Yeah, I, I think very. that's very, very much part of the mix and part of his message. And he, he singles out uh, a couple of shows that are, are launching th- this autumn, blockbuster performances. And of course, Cinderella has just started up. Andrew Lloyd Webber's company just launched to, to, to great fanfare. there's some great shows on again you know typically foreign visitors will will make up anything up to maybe half half the audience uh and of course you know they won't be there certainly not this side of christmas so i think that's another reason um that he's exhorting londoners and staycationers to to go out and enjoy theater land because it might be slightly easier to get tickets for the for the blockbuster shows than, than it has been in the past i'm sure it will be and there might be some deals around so yeah very much theaterland needs needs the support as well they they've been shut down throughout the last 18 months and have only just got going now and the importance like you mentioned at the start there is that we're now coming out of summer this is the last chance for a lot of these places to get the money in that'll get them through the rest of the year well, that's right. I mean, what what the way they describe it is, um, we're about to go in tourism terms. They say we're about to go into our fifth winter on the trot. You know, we missed two some two summers that uh, were well below normal, were, were sort of winter levels of of uh, 
uh, of revenue and, and footfall. So you know they're saying this is our this is our fifth winter. So I think that's the reason why there is some concern that these attractions that have had a you know fair amount of government support, but that support is probably going to dry up now. That they we really do need is an opportunity a for us to go and visit these places as I said when they're quieter than usual, and b they need our support to to get through the, you know the coming winter and and then hopefully by next summer. The, the foreign tourists and, and the commuters, of course, as well, who, who to a lesser extent are probably, uh, uh, you know, part of the solution, um, will be back in force. Once we've got the bank holiday out of the road and we're back into winter, I would expect that the next thing is for the retail sector to be hoping everyone gets out for Christmas. Yeah, absolutely. And I think in the West End, you'll see an absolutely massive push for, for Christmas, um, probably a little bit earlier than usual, which will annoy some people. But I, I think they... They really, really want to sort of mark this coming Christmas as a sort of reboot and a reset for the West End, which has had a really miserable time with footfall still, you know, not much more than, than half normal levels. I think, you know, this summer has obviously been another write-off for them. So the, the next couple of months are traditionally fairly quiet months for retail. But once you hit half term at the end of October, I think that will be all guns blazing and they'll they'll be really, really pushing a, a high spending Christmas to try and recoup some of that, uh, um, you know, that massive black hole of, of missing revenue that there's been over the, over the past couple of years. And that's the leader. Check out standard.co.uk for more coverage of this story and follow the live blog for breaking news. We're back on Tuesday at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.